You're listening to Confessions of a Grieving Mother by Emma's Footprints. Each week, we will be bringing you stories to give you a real look on what families go through after they experience a pregnancy or infant loss. Our goal is to help educate, support, and break the stigma around this topic. Be prepared for tears and laughter as we remember our babies. This is going to be real, raw, and vulnerable, so get your boots on. It's going to be messy. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to Confessions of a Grieving Mother. I'm Tracy, Emma's mom. And I am Julie, Gus's mom. With her Christmas cookie coffee over there. Yeah. She's I don't, I got to figure out the brand, but it's, it's a, it's Christmas cookie. Keurig. It's K-Cup. Oh. It, they don't make it in a bag because I've, my friend Ashley has a regular coffee maker and she's like, I want it in a bag. This is not part of the podcast. No, but it's not, but you're holding you your little leopard cup. You have to get a It's good. In the studio, we have with us Jackie Williams. Hi, Jackie. Hi. She is decked out in, in pink. It. I want it's your fantastic. whole outfit. Oh, I want to put your nails on my nails and um, get, rock it. Go throughout the day. Rock yes, it. I'm in comfy clothes over here. Um, thanks for coming in. Also, sorry, um, I threw a book at her when she walked in the studio, <laughs> and she it left her in tears <laughs> at children's. She's book. in a puddle. She- <laughs> Currently, yeah. <laughs> so come back to Jackie form. <laughs> there she is, all cute over there. Thanks for coming in. Um, so Jackie is part of our finance committee yes. for Emma's Footprints. So um, uh, you've been around the organization, but let's just start. You, how did you meet Adam? That's your husband. So Adam and I met um, in high school. We were both in the Our Lady of Peace youth group oh, in Erie, Pennsylvania. I did not know that. Um, we actually dated other people through high school and um, dated each other after we had already started going to college. So had a long distance relationship for um, most of our relationship, actually. Okay. Um, but yeah. How did he pop the question? <sighh> that? Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you I'm remember? Gonna I'm going to cry about things that <laughs> are like not baby loss related. But um, So this is also a God moment. So we... Um, were headed to Belize with his family. And um, I was actually flying out of Pittsburgh because I had just started my career um, in public accounting in Pittsburgh. And the rest of them were in Erie. Adam was at Barrand at the time. And um, (laughs) I'm going to start crying. (laughs) So my mom, um, she worries a lot about like what could happen. Mm. So she goes to me, okay, so they're flying out of another airport. What happens if they miss their flight? you know any of their connections yeah, uh-huh. because you're not going to meet up with them until North Carolina and um so I I was like oh, it's not that big of a deal mom like I mean whatever but I'll ask them like what yeah. I should do so I asked my future father-in-law you know what should I do and he's like oh go on without us just go on without us go on to another country where you don't Got have it. the information you have limited information without us <laughs> I'll, just send, I'll just tell my mom that right it's fine. all right well I'll do that <laughs> that's fine like that's not gonna happen so I'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna worry about it too much yeah so um as you can imagine where this is going <laughs> um I get to North Carolina and their plane is delayed oh no. And I'm kind of like pacing because this is the leg to the other country. And um, like, I'm just like, okay, you didn't call okay. your mom, right? And like, no, tell her don't. any of this. I, well, I <laughs> no, did. Don't call I mom. did. I was just like, mom, I'm going on my own. It's going to be all right. And um, I don't know. I was blessed to have this like girl that was actually younger than me. I was like literally 22 at the time. 
and this girl was like probably 17 or 18 and we just like talked the whole time until like I realized oh no here we are we're here on the plane so you guys are on the plane together um Belize no okay just me and a 17 year old next to me or whatever and we're just talking and we're talking and we get to Belize and I'm like okay so it's real it's here I'm here by by myself and all the um, empty seats of where everybody else was supposed yeah, to be, just yeah. like glaring in front of you. <laughs> okay, this is, I'm here. <gasps> and um, so like his uncle and his grandfather had flown. I thought we were flying down the same day, but on a different flight coming from a different place. So I waited at the airport for a while. And then I look back at my itinerary. I'm like, no, hmm, they came yesterday. Oh. Yesterday. Oh. So here I'm, I'm here. Here I am. <gasps> so I figured that out. And I just like went to the front desk and I'm like, okay, so um, I need a phone book <laughs> so I can call the dive shops in Belize because Adam's aunt owns a dive shop and that's what we're seeing. Okay. And so by some grace of God, I found her dive shop because I didn't know what it was called. I was like, I just need to call a bunch of dive shops, I think. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. These people at the front Sheer desk panic. were probably like, what is they this? they speak Spanish? Um, they, were, they, they spoke English. Okay. So, but like, they let me go behind the counter because they're probably like, Set up a desk. <laughs> um, and I called and um, yeah, so Uncle Dirk came uh, and took me on the boat over to the island that they were oh supposed to be God. on. <laughs> they put me on a plane. They put me on a little plane, a puddle <gasps> jumper by my, like not by myself with other people, but to a, another island. And then, you know, then anyway, wow. I'm, I'm building and where this was up Adam this whole time? He was in North Carolina watching me like take off. He's like, oh, yeah. he literally landed and I saw your plane take off and oh. my like heart just like hit the ground because he was planning on proposing to me on this trip. And um, <laughs> he's like, not what? <laughs> what? So, um, so anyway, I, um, I get there and I'm like, I could be like my, my future grandfather-in-law is like, you're not like mad about anything. And I'm like, no, not really. I mean, look at the sun. Right. I'm going to yeah, get an awesome tan. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was just like, I, I don't have to work right now. I'm just going to lay out. And so anyway, um, they come the next day, they got the flight the next day and we're taking the boat out to get them from the little plane. Uh-huh. And I said to Adam, I was like, you know, wouldn't this be like a cool place to like get engaged one day because like it's like we found each other like Mm. we made a way yeah like and um he was just like like shoot he go to he he goes to his like mom he's like you hear that she thinks this would be a good place to get engaged (laughs) and so but meanwhile like my parents don't know that I got there but I sent him some emails and we got that all figured out but um but they couldn't tell me that he was planning on proposing. They knew he, had, you know, Adam asked my dad uh-huh. before we left. But they're probably thinking, oh, she's going to get engaged, but she might die. Like, <laughs> all alone. Like a we're, crime junkie. We're back. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but uh, I guess it's kind of similar to our parenting experience. You know, we kind of had an interesting rocky road, yeah. our engagement story experience, but it all. So he engaged that trip. Yeah. So then like it was the week of Valentine's Day in 2005. And um, he was like, let's go for a walk on the beach. I think it was the night he got there because it was like at that point, like they weren't letting me call my mom also because, you know, I was supposed to call after. Oh, uh, oh I, yes. yeah. Okay. So, so they the were cover. like, we really kind of need to speed this mm. up so that like they know <laughs> oh she's alive. Gosh. But um, so, yeah. So that's, um, yeah. So like, I mean, unexpected. Unexpected, but, but you know, still, proposed to me on the yeah. beach, mm-hmm. um, you know, Aww. 
So it was great. It was great at the Lazy Lizard. Lazy oh. Lizard was the little like bar place that it was by. Did you get like a coaster yeah. from there? Or yeah. yeah. Take it home. <laughs> yeah. So it was wonderful. Um, and but again, it's like one of those things where um, it just kind of leading into like this whole, you know, my loss story, my mm-hmm. parenting story, um, where it was just, okay, what does God have planned for me? Because yeah. I, you know, yeah. think one thing and then it's not what you think, but y- you kind of find your way through it to yeah. where he's leading you, you to be. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good segue. So what does that look like you, t- you and Adam becoming parents? So, um, so we ended up getting married in 2007 and um we were expecting we found out we were expecting our um first pregnancy uh right after we did our first half marathon in pittsburgh um and uh it's like we weren't it was in 2009 wait yeah 2009 and um we weren't like planning it and Mm -hmm. so it was like one of those things where it's like oh okay all right here we go yep and um but we were really excited mm-hmm. and um and it was like a first time all of my friends were at that age where they were starting their families mm-hmm. and nobody I mean it was struggling with it right um so everyone around me seemed to be having healthy first pregnancies easy. yeah mm-hmm. we were 24 25 sure. you know you're in that age where you you, you don't hear about the right which is the next step in yeah, life. Right. Mm-hmm. So um so we finally went to our first sonogram, which I had been putting off because they're like, don't do it too early because you won't maybe not hear the heartbeat. And so I almost put it off a little late. Okay, so um yeah, so we were at our, our first ultrasound and there was no heartbeat. And it was at that point where we were already at like a, probably eight weeks exactly. So um, you know, it was like it's probably you know, at this point, I think the words they used were blighted ovum. Mm. And um, so it, it was kind of like a, okay, well, let's go to the doctor, you know. And the doctor put a little hope in there, and she's like, but then she also was like, you could miscarry this weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up miscarrying that weekend at home. Um, and it was like the worst thing because they don't prepare you for what it's going to be. Right. They just said you could miscarry. So you're you're there, and like my family's in Erie, we're in Pittsburgh. You know, I don't. I have a mother who's never experienced a miscarriage. I have a mother-in-law who's never experienced a miscarriage. Um, and so it's just like, well, what is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Do I need to like my responsible as a mother to like this is going to sound maybe gross, but like, do I? need to bury anything right, here right. like what's yeah, my responsibility yeah, right. as a mother what here do do with your baby? and um it was a very painful experience too and so um i called the doctors like help you know yeah. like whatever their after hours line like what am i supposed to do here you said this might happen like i really didn't get a lot of instruction about like do i need to go to a hospital like what are signs i go to a hospital and just felt like didn't get calls got right. in that monday to go to the doctor's office wore the shirt um, and um so i went in and the doctor kind of explained to me like you know she was pregnant um and she was like when my pregnancy started we didn't have a heartbeat for a while so i wanted to give you hope mm. um and then now you know here i am yeah so um but she was she was very 
gentle and kind but and and we just watched my hcg levels fall and you know but there wasn't a lot of like here's some uh-huh. support materials mm-hmm. like you know it yeah. was like none of my friends are going through this you know and it's like what's why me like none of nothing to like help me understand mm-hmm. what's going on and um, your body is going through pain right like it's not yeah. like right. I'm trying to well think of a to shock but also pain like physical pain mm-hmm. and yeah. mental pain like it's like a combination and what you're of seeing and yeah. you can't stop it and you don't but you don't know what to expect and then also like what do you mean this is it like yeah what do you mean like what do you mean this i hurt? just go home right. like what right so yeah, right. Something else. There's no yeah. like. Here's your next steps. Right. Here's what. Here's what to expect. Yeah. Here's what things are gonna look like. Here's how right. you're gonna feel. Yeah. And that, a place you know, to reach out to. And so then it it comes to like, well, what did I eat? Mm-hmm. What uh-huh. you know? Oh yeah. What is my diet? What am I at a level of stress with work that I shouldn't be at? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I learning? Like, right. what can I? Because I'm like a like ever it's learner. A problem. And a problem. And a problem. Solver. Yeah. You so it's like, what did I do wrong? Right. Like, I I don't I want to learn for like. I'll yeah. be fine the good here. Right. Um, so so time passed on and uh we actually I mean I I was bitter for a long time, I'm gonna be real. Um because mm-hmm. you know, people would ask you, like, why are when are you guys gonna have to start right. having kids? And it's like, okay, do you take those people down that road? Like, yeah, what do you do? But anyway, um Shortly after what would have been the due date with um, with Jude, who the reason I actually wearing oh, it's your Beatles shirt. Oh my god! Yes, because um, that whole weekend, um, I just had Hey Jude in my head, and there's certain lines from the song that. Um, oh, I love that song. Oh, I want that T-shirt now. Yeah. <laughs> can that, can you make a T-shirt for Jude? I mean, can we just add his name yeah, to that yeah. shirt? <laughs> that would be fun. I don't know how like how expensive the rates yeah. are, um, but. Uh, yeah, so basically the lines from the song are, um, hey, Jude, don't be afraid. You were made to go out and get her. The minute you let her under your skin, then you begin to make it better. And then it goes on to, like, anytime you feel the pain, hey, Jude, refrain. So, like, that just kept going on in my head. And I just, like, all right, this baby's name is Jude. I don't know if it's, you know, that's, right. this is Jude. That's Jude. And, um. I actually am blessed to have um, an aunt who actually sadly went through a lot of, uh, she lost um, my cousin Alexander um, at eight months and then also had some miscarriages. So she walked me through a lot. She helped me like think through like naming the baby. And um, so I was very blessed to have that in my life, have her in my life to be a support. Um, So, but that was like, all that I knew existed mm-hmm. at that time. And then um, we were fortunate to um, get pregnant with Royce a couple of weeks after what would have been Jude's uh, due date. And um, I was very scared with that, um, very cautious. Yeah. Um, and we had a lot of like weird pregnancy things. Like I was getting sick very easily. Um, mm-hmm. Like we like not like normal like puke sick, but like weird, hmm. weird sick with Royce. And then um, we induced him, and like his heartbeat like mm. dropped drastically on pitocin, and it was like a like yeah. everything around um, pregnancy was very like heavy, heavy like yeah, l- like life or death. Yeah, it seemed it like, like there tense, was always like, like yeah. 
it could be great it could be really bad like Mm -hmm. every Mm -hmm. um there was a lot of that with my experiences I mean that didn't take away from the joy that I got to experience with it but there was so but he got here everything you know he's been great um and then so we enjoyed life with Royce for five years without really trying to expand our family anymore um you know just kind of working together with what the right answer was for Mm -hmm. us and what that timeline looked like and in 2015 I got pregnant with hope and um I was in like the best shape of my life I was like this you know I was like I had a positive outcome and experience with Royce but like also knew like if I'm doing I'm actively taking care of myself from a health perspective what am I eating what vitamins am I having are they good for pregnancy or not because it's still on the back of my mind like successful pregnancy so um uh here I'm thinking I'm all doing all the right things but I'm still exercising and um around again the eight week mark um I we were about to go to um, my nephew's birthday party and um I just start bleeding and um we go to the ER and the sonogram tech is just very uh, unprofessional. And she's just like, there's no heartbeat. But the blood's not coming from the baby. Oh. And I'm just like. I'm sorry. Wait, what? What? Like, I just remember screaming um, and being like, okay, like the blood's not coming from the baby, but the baby's dead. And like, like, I'm in there. And we're at the ER, and we had already sent Royce to the birthday party, and we're like, well, we're here, so if we have to make a decision to do the DNC, mm-hmm. I guess this is, like, the the logical right. time to do it because we don't need to find childcare, right? Yeah. But I don't have Anything. anybody to talk to mm-hmm. about making yeah. this decision. And, like, the sonogram tech is like, I'm not supposed to tell you, but there's no heartbeat. Like, and, the, and, like, and to back up, you probably had been seen at the doctor, at this point like oh yeah oh yeah I mean so you confirmed a heartbeat mm -hmm. before and knew that this was yeah oh yeah yeah. oh yeah I mean it was like I was I was thinking I was like oh I'm doing great I'm I'm like the most responsible healthy mom Mm -hmm. right now yeah I'm doing some running I'm eating all (laughs) the good things and then it was just out of nowhere this happened and um yeah so um you know we had the I had the operation there and like wow that day every because it was like it just I think I was just in so much shock and it was just like but then I wake up and um they're like do you have any questions I'm like yeah like what happened questions (laughs) like what happened like what's wrong what was wrong with you know in that instance I I felt like it was a girl you don't know but Mm -hmm. like um they're like what do you mean like what would I mean like well like can you Uh. are you gonna like will you do any testing on it? And they, like, there was no options for, like, there was no, like, grief counseling. I did get a little packet, but then they sent me up to the labor and delivery room to recover mm-hmm. with this packet with a little blanket um, mm-hmm. in it. And um, it was just, like, really hard to understand, yeah. like, what just happened and and it's what like maybe wrong? you're not looking for an actual answer right like i'm not looking for you to answer me but right. i am looking for an answer right <laughs> or some compassion or some like we will figure this out like what just right. happened or, or I, like I, what I, can you do like yeah like where where did she go mm-hmm. like, yeah are mm-hmm. you gonna test it anything right. yeah. are you going to like what 
again, what can we learn from this? Right. Like, what <laughs> right. do I get yeah. to learn from this? Right. Um, so recovered from, from hope and, um, was just like, okay, well, maybe I was over Like again, coming oh, into yeah. the self flame, yep. what did mm-hmm. I do? Change it, do something different. So moving forward, um, I'm trying to think. And were you up in Erie at this point? Yeah, we okay. were, um, Royce was born in Erie. So okay. we've been in Erie. Uh, June was the only pregnancy in, in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, I mean, Royce start, Royce's pregnancy started in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. but uh, all the like support afterwards mm-hmm. has always been in Erie. So then um, we um, got pregnant with twins then um, actually. So they were going to be due in November and I lost hope. They were going to be due in November of 2016. So I found out trying to think sorry math math <laughs> no it's <laughs> not it's not so it's not for me <laughs> <laughs> so it would have been right around the time that um again hope would have been due that i was pregnant with these twins mm-hmm. so i'm like whoa this is kind of like okay this maybe this similar. is similar mm-hmm. to with royce mm-hmm. and this is yeah maybe both of my babies just need an angel in heaven protecting mm-hmm. them right so this is going to be the one and so um I was feeling super like pregnant. I didn't know I was pregnant with twins. And like, so I go into the early with everything. So I'm like, look, I've had a lot of, I've had two losses. Mm-hmm. I really want yeah. early stuff. And they were like, well, um, okay, come in. And they did a super early sonogram and there were two babies with very strong heartbeats. And Adam was not there. Cause I'm like, I'm just gonna go in cause I need to go in quick because I'm scared. And he's like, okay, you want me to go? I'm like, no, it's all right. It's just gonna, they probably won't even do the sonogram. I don't know. And then they're and like, then you're like, I can handle it. Whatever they tell you, I can handle <laughs> yeah. it. It's life or death. Right. Yeah. Two babies. Really? <laughs> wow. I'm gonna need pictures on this one, guys, because I don't know if he's gonna believe me. <laughs> so, yeah, April 1st. <laughs> it, well, actually, yeah. It was around that time too. Yeah. So um, I'm like, okay, geez. Okay. So, um, you know, when you find out you're going to have twins, you're like, whoa, how, how am I going to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, so there was a little bit of that anxiety, but a lot of excitement. And I was like super feeling all the pregnancy symptoms because I've probably because I've got like, you know, <laughs> two babies yeah. growing in me. Um, and then like, it's, Seemingly things were fine. Um, had a couple of like scares here and there, and um, but Scott went in and got checked out, and they're like, "Yeah, heartbeats are strong, but now it looks like their sacs are measuring a little small." And so I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna try what not week? to Google this." What? Okay, wait. Actually, this was, we're gonna take a quick yeah. break. Okay, and sorry. Then we're gonna You're dive right. into that story because I'm just engulfed. And then I, I know. Look at the time. I'm like, <gasps> okay. okay, quick break. We'll be right back. This year's Emma's Footprint 7th Annual Winter Gala is taking place on Saturday, March 5th at the Ambassador Center. This gala gives friends and families of those who've experienced a pregnancy or infant loss the opportunity to gather together, remember their babies, and support Emma's Footprint's mission. You can go to emmasfootprints.com to get your tickets. Tickets go on sale November 15th, and if you purchase your tickets before December 31st, you can use the coupon code SAVE5 to save $5 off your ticket. We hope to see you on March 5th. And we're back. So you found out you're pregnant with twins. Right. 
two strong heartbeats. Two strong yeah. heartbeats. You go home. What had happens? Some, um, we ha- I had some spotting, um, and then it was like, okay, we'll better get this checked out. Go back in. How Heart- far along were you? So I would have been. She brought her notebook, guys. I, I love it. I, mean, I, I love do her. too. <laughs> this was around week eight again, when all of this started. So, um, so yeah. So same, like week eight. Um, sacks are measuring small, but don't Google it. You know, just mm. you know, yeah. it's you know, do your best. So then, um, it was uh, Easter Sunday, and um, I just. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um total like, you know, gush of blood. Um run, you know, head to the ER. Um heartbeats are there, they're there, but it's impending miscarriage. Mm. Um and you know, it's like I'm going to go home and um I'm going to take them with me and I'm not going to do the same thing with hope, you know. Mm. And like you know, Royce knew about Hope. He didn't really totally know about the twins because at that time, you know, it's that's hard for him to understand. You know, he asked a lot about Hope afterwards, and I just didn't know, like, if that was – at the time, I didn't know what was right. responsible yeah. parenting, you yeah. know, with helping them understand. Yeah. So um, I, I passed them um, Easter Monday. Um, I was able to – take them with me to get tested um when I went to the doctor the next day um so I feel like I learned from from that um but they uh again I, there was nothing conclusive mm-hmm. that came from those those tests but at least now um when I went to my doctor post loss she's like there's there's probably something wrong mm-hmm. with you and um I was like so at first, yeah, when someone says to that to too. you, you're <laughs> like, oh, man, really? Like, yeah. Um, but it was like a saving grace to know, like, maybe this is where we learn, right? right. This is where we're going to learn. So I got the recurrent loss test done and found out that I have um, Hashimoto's, mm. which um, technically they weren't even sure if insurance was going to allow it because apparently you need three recurrent yeah. losses to yeah. get this recurrent loss panel done, mm-hmm. which before I die that will change mm. if I have any control over it yeah. because they're like I don't really understand how that's that doesn't make any like, sense it can't even be right like so a profitable you're saying for oh companies. I have to do this three, three times, times yeah before you're gonna and test and make sure t- okay yeah yeah so um so I had that done found out that I have Hashimoto's and was then treated my thyroid was treated mm. um I had asked through all of these about progesterone because it's like you know, it seems like it's always the same time. Yeah. Is that when a level is changing? Yeah. I, um, so we also, I was very blessed to be part of um, the Athena Circle of Trust, the first co- cohort of it, when I was kind of going through, after I, like when I lost the twins. And um, there were a lot of women kind of going through other pregnancy losses and that experience. And I was able to be con- connected with um uh, University Hospitals in Cleveland. Um, my friend Rebecca suggested that I mm. look into reproductive endocrinology, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, so I worked with them, and they put me on progesterone. Our doctors here weren't doing that. weren't doing it. Wouldn't entertain. Who's your it. doctor in University Hospitals? Okay, so um, in your notes, yeah. no. <laughs> this I don't know if I wrote her. Um, oh. So 
she actually moved, which was, uh, her, it was Dr. Rossi. She was incredible. Okay, yeah. Um, but she is not with, with them anymore, but she was really great. Got me started on progesterone, and that's how we got to Penny. Mm-hmm. Um, I love old Penny. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's just, you know, when I had said earlier about needing an angel for each of my kids, I think Penny does need three angels. Yeah. So, <laughs> she is my... Um, she's spunky. She's spunky. She... She's taught me so much. Aww. I've I feel like my confidence has grown in myself and like being like more of a visible person. Like before, I would have just hidden all of this stuff, not mm. really shared it with people. But I, you know, having her in my life has made me, you know, want to be a better mom, courageous yeah. and brave, and um, you know, have the confidence to be visible um, as she is. Mm. And I hope she never loses that. So, but she is she <laughs> she can find some trouble. <laughs> Which makes her very So fun. when did you, okay, so when when did uh, Penny come? So um, we, uh, Penny, oh, sorry, <laughs> keep moving from the mic. Um, so Penny was conceived in like like the October 2016 timeframe. So right before the twins would have been due. So it's just really funny wow. how this yeah. like, cycle, cycle happened. And when you say they treated your thyroid, yeah. what did they do for that? So first they, they um, stabilized um, my thyroid levels by giving me um, thyroid medicine. Okay. And um, I was, I worked with an uh, endocrinologist here in Erie and then also, you know, went to this reproductive endocrinologist. Sure. She actually started me on the medicine because I was like, I can't wait. Like, because it mm-hmm. was like a while mm-hmm. to get into an endocrinologist. Yeah. And I'm like, no, like if, if we know I need this medicine, right. like who can just get me this medicine right. and monitor me? So, um, so I got on the medicine and worked with her and then got into, she's like, you can't just work with me. You need to have an endocrinologist. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the big thing with, with thyroid disease and pregnancy is like your thyroid is very, uh, fluctuates based on your hormones, right? Mm -hmm. So you might not have a seeming thyroid problem, but then once you get pregnant, if you have the antibodies, the autoimmune disease, it can just throw your pregnancy off yeah so um I, I i honestly don't understand why we can't have women tested bef- like when they get their positive pregnancy test right for thyroid right. issues because my gosh like can you imagine if right, we could have that, that yeah save. yeah just, and and like to speak to that it's like you get a bunch of testing right when you find out right. you're pregnant you don't even know what you're getting tested for right, right. so it's like you're just doing the blood work because they say that's what you have to do and you're just peeing in a cup because right. that's what you have to do like because they give the progesterone to you when you're pregnant at in that those be right you yeah. don't it's not like you have to be on it before you get pregnant no. right it's like when you get pregnant so yeah can we figure that out in the beginning right well i mean so i guess what i'm trying to say is the, the thyroid medicine mm-hmm. that is you know my um my levothyroxine like that that's one medicine but also progesterone sure. was mm-hmm. supplementing me keeping the pregnancy yeah, right? yeah 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 so both of those things you know just stabilizing yeah. i mean i'm not a doctor i don't play one on tv right. i <laughs> sometimes you're one at home <laughs> yeah. with band-aids yeah but, <laughs> but I'm, and I'm a cp i'm like yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, so doing great. whoever's listening to this, I'm just all the disclaimers. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm right, uh, but that's what that's what I feel. But you've um, been through four lo- I mean, right, lost yeah, babies. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I I feel like 
one thing I can give out of this, you know, one positive thing is that I can tell people to ask the questions, mm-hmm. right? I can uh, inform people what I went through and maybe it's similar for them. Maybe it's not. Right. But maybe consider mm-hmm. and ask the questions and be your own advocate. Because um, you, right. it, it sounds like you didn't have any guidance. No. You know, helping you through these and you're just left like with your hands in the air. Right. What do we what Well, do we and do? especially after that sec- after that first loss, it's like, you had a successful pregnancy, but then it's almost like we kind of put that under the rug and right. we're pregnant again. And like, that's okay because you had a successful pregnancy, but right. it's like, but wait a second. Like, yeah. what if I don't, right. you know, mm-hmm. and, and then it's too late mm-hmm. and then it, you know, eh, yeah. It's like unnecessary. I know it's just hurt. It's hurt and more trauma layered. Mm -hmm. and like I guess like not even this is the accountant coming out in me but like what is more profitable for the insurance company because you know every time I go to the ER with bleeding in a pregnancy when you could have given me like I don't know how much a blood test costs and put me on medication from the start like I yeah what's the insurance's rationale to wait that long or what are the doctors I mean and maybe those are questions for doctors and insurance companies but like I guess I just don't understand that. Right. Because that's not the only test, too, on that panel. Right. So there's other people looking for questions with other latent diseases. Right. That, other things you know. we can find out. And at the end of the day, it's it's our our life and our and our hearts and mm-hmm. that it's, are broken. It's right. the rest of our lives. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not exactly. just, you know, it's like. It's not a P&L statement. Right. You know, it's not yeah. uh, the balance sheet. It's, right. This is real life. Yeah. That it really affects the rest of our life yeah right and not that you know and we're not saying it's easy and all of this is simple and you just click these buttons and give this person this thing and right it results in a positive outcome like no right but it's yeah. it's like you have to be a d- detective and a doctor and yeah and like these things. i love that you're saying like hopefully you can help one person be an mm-hmm. advocate and it's just like sometimes i don't like that because sometimes i don't like that we have to be an advocate for ourselves like there's medicine and there's doctors and studies and research and there's clearly not enough or whatever that looks like but it's just annoying sometimes that we have to do this for ourselves yeah I think yeah I I mean I will say that looking back on all of it it's like I had this desire to be a mom Mm -hmm. to more than one kid okay Mm -hmm. yeah and um I mean i I don't, I have a bazillion Cabbage Patch kids that me and my neighbor up the street, we like, we had like 10 kids each yeah. on the patio, right? Yeah. We were super moms. And, um, so that desire has been in my heart for a long time. And I look back when I, now when I'm trying to do something else, it's in my heart, that's a desire. And I think, well, I got there, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I got there to Penny and Royce and, um, and now I have these babies in heaven that are watching over me and that one day I'm going to be able to be with, but like. Yeah. They had a reason to be here yeah. to te- like they taught me how to have confidence in myself and to persevere and they led me on that path and I just I look at it from a bigger mm-hmm. picture and I just mm-hmm. think God was teaching me how to be who I need to be for something else and what is that here right. you know and um if it's telling people to get their thyroid tested sure. if it's um you know telling people to ask questions if it's being there when someone I know loses their baby you know like God put me on this path for some reason he sent Jude to go out and get me you know um yeah so um and did you name the twins yes um I'm sorry uh 
I felt very like I kind of did that one on my own without Adam's input. <laughs> sorry, Adam. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about so that. I'm putting that out there, sorry, babe. Um, we're normally um, very. Our names are always like short syllabled, um, but uh, the twins for baby A and baby B were Abigail and Bartholomew, um, and uh, I don't remember where Abigail came to me from, um, but it's she's the patron saint of bees. And um, there was just a lot of bees that I saw around that Aww. reminded me of uh, her. And then I, we didn't know the genders again. Mm-hmm. But um, and Bartholomew, um, at the time, Royce really, you know, wanted a little brother. He knew that Aww. we were like, you know. Yep. And um, his best friend in preschool's name was Nathaniel. And um, I think the apostle uh, Bartholomew also went by Nathaniel. Oh, so I, yeah. I also just... Um, I just felt yeah. like Bartholomew was like kind of a B name and uh-huh. like it was kind of like a nod a to, to his best friend. Yeah. Oh, oh I love really that. Sweet. So, um, yeah. So that's just kind of, yeah. And how old is Royce now? Royce is going to be 11 tomorrow. What? And he's not that old. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> yeah. Tomorrow he's is his birthday. And so it's kind of like how this is all coming together yeah. with mm. like, you know, my like first, you know healing i guess yeah you know my first rainbow baby was yeah. born a day after today so um yeah oh wow and penny is penny, don't tell me she's gonna be like nine next week no <laughs> she well she uh, she's she trying to be she has the strength to be nine. <laughs> but she um she's born in june so she's four almost she'll be four and a half in december so. okay oh she's walter's age <gasps> she is they should get together mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Walter no, probably we're... bad. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, "Walter, we're going on an adventure." Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He... On a bear hunt? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, she'd be even up for that. I love that boy. Oh uh, my gosh! Let's make that happen. That's funny. Playdate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Emma's kids' playdates. Oh my gosh, Jackie. I I mean, I knew parts of your story, <laughs> but you know, I didn't know it this in depth. And you are a lot of people are listening to this, mm-hmm. and um. Thank you for sharing your babies with us. Yeah. You know, Jude, Hope, Abigail, Bartholomew. Thank you for speaking your experiences as hard mm-hmm. and difficult as it yeah. is. You know, you're brave and courageous. Thank um, you. If anybody's listening to this and wants to talk to Jackie, yeah, yeah, let us know. I, I, you know, I didn't experience a mis- an early term pregnancy loss. Yeah, trying to we're trying to change that. Change the word miscarriage um, to an early term pregnancy loss, and so. I can sit and empathize and I can love on somebody, mm-hmm. but somebody that's actually walked through it and can speak to more details, you know, than, than I can, or Jay, you can, yeah. um, it, that's important and it's part of the yeah. journey. Yeah. And it, you spoke to that in your purpose. Yeah. And helping another one. I mean, I'm happy to be a listening ear if you're just mm-hmm. trying to like piece it together and yeah. figure it out. Like I was just telling Tracy and Julie here that like I wrote all these things down Mm -hmm. because like what do I ask the next time or you know what's similar between these so if you're multiple you know you're in a recurrent loss position sure like you know or this is your first one reach out I'm happy to be a leading because grief is lonely especially if there's like a recurrent you know like why is this happening right it like kind of isolates you further right does anybody else care yeah does anybody else right see Mm -hmm. or want to figure this out and that's, you yeah. know, apparently that's your, your purpose in all this. True jam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Are you ready to quit your accounting job? I think it's, <laughs> I think it's sad. What I'm going to say one more thing before we end is that 
also reoccurrent pregnancy loss is not talked about enough. And Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of moms feel a source of um, blame and then they don't talk about it because it, it's happening again and it's happening the again. shame of it. Or, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, nobody else wants to hear like, about me having another loss, you right. know? So if you are listening and that is you, like, please reach out um, to us. Hear it. Yeah. yeah. To Jackie, somebody, cause we we'll do want to hear Jackie. It. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming in and thank you listeners for tuning in and we will see you next week on confessions of a grieving mother. Mm-hmm.